Judges chapter 16 verse 1. And Samson went to Gaza and saw there a harlot and went in unto her. He had sex with a prostitute, which is another sin because that's fornication. So now he's a fornicator on top of all his other sins. 2. And it was told the Gazites, saying, Samson is come hither, and they compassed him in and lay in wait for him all night in the gate of the city. There's pagans living there as well. They want Samson. He's like a wanted man because everybody knows that he's spent his whole career killing Canaanites. So all the Canaanites want him dead. They had an ambush at the gate of the city and were quiet all the night saying, let be till morning light, then we will kill him. They're waiting until daylight to pounce. 3. And Samson lay till midnight and arose at midnight and laid hold of the doors of the gate of the city and the two posts and plucked them up, bar and all, and put them upon his shoulders and carried them up to the top of the mountain that is before Hebron. He instinctively knew that people would want to kill him there, and he probably figured that the gate of the city had something to do with it because it would be the most likely place for them to hide because he would have to leave the city gates to leave the city the next night after being with a prostitute. So he said, I'm just going to disturb the whole ant hill and pick up the gate itself and take it with me to my next location. He disturbed their sleeping arrangement, and there's no way that they could hide from him. For, and it came to pass afterward that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. This is another Canaanite woman, but now he actually is in love. One woman he lusted after and married her, but it never got consummated. Then he slept with a harlot who he didn't care anything about. But I don't think he cared much about his wife either. He doesn't seem to. But this woman he actually has romantic inclination for. Now being in love and loving are two different things because love is compassion and kindness and affection. Being in love is usually just you enjoy being around somebody because they make you feel good about yourself. He was in love with her because she pumped up his ego. 5. And the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and said unto her, Entice him, and see wherein his great strength lieth, and by what means we may prevail against him, that we may bind him to afflict him, and we will give thee, every one of us, eleven hundred pieces of silver. They know that they don't have any chance against him unless he's tied up first. They're telling her that they'll pay her, and she is his girlfriend, so he's living in fornication. He married a pagan. It never got consummated. Then he slept with a prostitute. Now he has a girlfriend that he's living with in fornication. Wow, they're offering her a lot of money. That would like make her a millionaire. If all of them give her 1,100 pieces of silver, she would be the richest lady in a long distance. Her being hedonistic and selfish with being offered that much money, she's very willing to comply. He's connected with another manipulative woman who doesn't care about him. 6. And Delilah said to Samson, Tell me, I pray thee, wherein thy great strength lieth, and wherewith thou mightest be bound to afflict thee. She's saying, What's the secret of your strength? 7. And Samson said unto her, If they bind me with seven fresh bowstrings that were never dried, then shall I become weak and be as any other man. He's lying to her, which is another sin. She is saying, what could you possibly be tied with that you can't break out of? Because everybody knows he can break out of a rope. He says seven fresh bowstrings. Those won't be stronger than a rope, but because they're fresh, maybe there's some sort of spiritual thing about it. That's what he's implying to Delilah, and it's a lie. 8. Then the lords of the Philistines brought up to her seven fresh bowstrings, which had not been dried, and she bound him with them. They probably have a lot of elasticity in them, which means that they would be much stronger than if they were dried. 
nine. Now she had liars in wait abiding in the inner chamber. There was an ambush in her bathroom. You know he's living in fornication because he's in her bedroom regularly. And she said unto him, The Philistines are upon thee, Samson. And he broke the bowstrings as a string of toe is broken when it toucheth the fire. So his strength was not known. And of course the ambush kept hidden, because if he can break out of it, there's no way they're going to jump out and attack him. 10. And Delilah said unto Samson, Behold, thou hast mocked me and told me lies. Now tell me, I pray thee, wherewith thou mightest be bound. She is asking him a second time. 11. And he said unto her, If they only bind me with new ropes wherewith no work hath been done, then shall I become weak and be as any other man. He was bound with ropes before, but now he's saying that it has to be ropes that no one has ever used. 12. So Delilah took new ropes and bound him therewith, and said unto him, The Philistines are upon thee, Samson, and the liars in wait were abiding in the inner chamber, and he broke them from off his arms like a thread. The ambush isn't going to jump out unless they can see that he can't break whatever is binding him. 13. And Delilah said unto Samson, Hitherto thou hast mocked me and told me lies. Tell me wherewith thou mightest be bound. And he said unto her, If thou weavest the seven locks of my head with a web. He's not very smart, because he should be asking himself who's been tying him up. For him to think that she tied him up all by herself is not very realistic, because she would have to roll him over, and I'm sure he's really heavy. And how could a woman do a very good tie job? Because it takes strength to tie something really strong. He must know that she has helpers. The fact that he's stupid enough to keep telling her this stuff makes no sense. But again, he's lying. He has seven braids. Seven is a godly number. Ponytails don't make a lot of sense, but pigtails do because that way it wouldn't be in your eyes all the time. He says if you put that into a weaver's loom, then I will lose my strength, which isn't true. His hair must be very long. Of course, it's never been cut his entire life. Maybe it goes down to his ankles. And maybe that explains why it's also in the ponytails is to keep it from having knots. He may even loop those pigtails. 14. And she fastened it with a pin and said to him, She put his hair in the weaver's loom and fastened it with a weaver's pin. And then she said, The Philistines are upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and plucked away the pin of the beam and the web. When he got up, the whole loom, which is a very big object, it's bigger than a table. The whole loom went with him. <laughs> 15. And she said unto him, How canst thou say, I love thee, when thy heart is not with me? Thou hast mocked me these three times, and hast not told me wherein thy great strength lieth. She's mad. 16. And it came to pass, when she pressed him daily with her words, and urged him that his soul was vexed unto death, meaning that he felt like he would die. He's really in love with her, because he's putting up with all of this manipulation day after day after day. 17. And he told her all his heart, and said unto her, There hath not come a razor upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. If I be shaven, then my strength will go from me, and I shall become weak and be like any other man. So he's finally telling the truth. 18. And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up this once, for he hath told me all his heart. She can tell by his tone of voice that he's telling the truth. Then the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and brought the money in their hand. They're ready to pay her. 19. And she made him sleep upon her knees, and she called for a man and had the seven locks of his head shaven off. And she began to afflict him, and his strength went from him. They shaved his head while he was asleep. 20. And she said, The Philistines are upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times and shake myself. But he knew not that the Lord was departed from him. 
and that was the spirit that gave him strength. 21. And the Philistines laid hold on him and put out his eyes, and they brought him down to Gaza and bound him with fetters of brass, and he did grind in the prison house. They turned him into a slave, they made him blind, and they put brass fetters on him. He's doing the work of an animal. He's grinding grain with a really heavy rock that he has to roll. Howbeit, the hair of his head began to grow again after he was shaven. While the hair is growing, he's getting his strength back. And they didn't realize this would happen. 23. And the lords of the Philistines gathered together to offer a great sacrifice unto Dagon, their god, and to rejoice. For they said, Our god hath delivered Samson, our enemy, into our hand. Dagon was one of the gods of the Egyptians, and he's one of the gods of pagans today. They still worship him, and he is a fish god. 24. And when the people saw him, they praised their God, for they said, Our God hath delivered into our hand our enemy, and the destroyer of our country, who hath slain many of us. Now what they're saying is blasphemy, because their God is non-existent. It's just a demon. It's only the one true God who allowed Samson to be in their midst, because he wants Samson to kill them. 25. And it came to pass, when their hearts were merry, meaning that they had drunk wine, that they said, Call for Samson, that he may make us sport. And they called for Samson out of the prison house, and he made sport before them, and they set him between the pillars. They were probably having him fight either other men or animals, and they were laughing because he couldn't win. So it was like, you know, watching a game. 26. And Samson said unto the lad that held him by the hand, because of his blindness, he was being held by the hand. Suffer me that I may fill the pillars whereupon the house resteth, that I may lean upon them. He's telling the little boy, let me let go of your hand and rest my hands on the pillars to stretch out. 27. Now the house was full of men and women, and all the lords of the Philistines were there. And there were upon the roof about 3,000 men and women that beheld while Samson made sport. They're looking down at him from the balcony, looking down at him. This is a massive house because there's 3,000 people in it. 28. And Samson called unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee, only this once, O God, that I may be this once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. Samson wants vengeance because they made him blind, not because they're pagans who are sinning against God. Again, it's very selfish, and God grants his prayer because God wants the pagans dead for God's glory, not in agreement with Samson about getting personal revenge, but this is to cleanse the land of pagans, and that is why all along God has been using Samson. 29. And Samson took fast hold of the two middle pillars upon which the house rested and leaned upon them, the one with his right hand and the other with his left. 30. And Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he bent with all his might. And the house fell upon the lords and upon all the people that were therewith. So the dead that he slew at his death were more than that he slew in his life. Because remember when he killed all those men with the jaw of a donkey, he killed a thousand. But now he's killed three thousand. 31. Then his brethren and all the house of his father came down and took him and brought him up and buried him between Zorah and Eshtaol in the burying place of Manoah his father. And he judged Israel twenty years. By the time he died, he had judged Israel for 20 years. God is very merciful because God left his spirit of strength in Samson. Even when Samson ate unclean food, when he ate out of the lion's carcass, and then the strength of the Lord still stayed in him, even when he drank wine at the wedding feast with the Philistines. 
But when he finally cut his hair, he had broken the last law that the Lord had given him for his personal life. And at that point, that spirit of strength wouldn't tolerate staying in him any longer. And in the Lord's continued mercy, he allowed that spirit of strength to come back once Samson's hair started growing back, which was something that Samson couldn't control. It shows you the abundant mercy of God, even in a sinner's life. And that concludes Judges chapter 16.